Happy Halloween! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the October 31st. It's almost November, <laughs> but uh, today's Whatever. edition, the Whatever week eight now. edition of the two point conversion Monday night football. Uh, here we're going to preview the Browns Bengals game. Uh, before that, we'll talk some fantasy football injuries, dynasty, all sorts of great fantasy football topics. And if you have any questions, of course, feel free to ask. Uh, I'm Kyle Senra on Twitter at Senra Says, uh, joined by my great co hosts, Gladys. How are you doing? Uh, just peachy just peachy kyle just great i'm doing great hi doc happy honeymooning if that's a thing i don't know if that's a thing i've never honeymooned it's an adjective it, it counts i think, okay. I think the, the, the english works um <laughs> yeah doc Sometimes. is not with us however no always bringing his a game the b league <laughs> says see him here it's discord dan promo pimp every oh yeah and then yeah promo pimp. why did i just every... now see that <laughs> That's that's his new thing. Uh, how you doing, Dan? Yeah, not bad, mate. Feeling pretty good on a Monday night. Looking forward to Wednesday night's show, uh, the Armchair Fantasy Show, followed by the Gambit on Thursday, my show Friday, DFS show Friday night, and everything that follows over the weekend. IDP huh. starts and sits. Hence promo so, pimp. Yeah, <laughs> now it, I get yeah, it. right. Exemplified perfectly. Uh, don't forget uh, tomorrow night, uh, Tuesday. Uh, speak on it and the fantasy cheat sheet, uh, double dose on Tuesday. But of course, right. for anything else, don't forget, no house advantage. Uh, you can play pick'em style contests. I believe you pick up to five props or bets. And if you get all five correct, you can win up to 20 times your entry. And so, yeah, there's some big uh, winnings to be had on no house advantage. Uh, you're playing against other humans as well. And you can rank uh, overall leaderboards. There's lots of fun ways to play on no house advantage. And of course, we can help you out. Get started if you join and use the promo code GF2, capital G, capital F, the number two, you can get a double deposit match up to $25. So uh, if you want to double your money right off the bat, uh, again, use the promo code GF2. Stands for Going for Two, which is the Going for Two Live Network. And Dan, that was the sponsor. Right, Bingo. the sponsor, Dan? That's the sponsor. Yeah, I'll let Dan do that in his, on his Friday night show. But uh, yeah, we but, yeah the sponsor. Uh, so obviously we've got a Monday night game to preview and there'll be some topics to discuss. I, I know one of the news I got, thanks to Dan, just coming on is Hayden Hurst, who was questionable going to the game. It looks like he's playing. I know there are some underdog has some props for them, uh, some prop lines for, for Hurst. So it makes sense that he they, they knew he was going to be active. But uh, yeah, that's kind of the, 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 I guess the news we're waiting for is maybe Kareem Hunt. Probably not. I think I think he's active tonight. Uh, we don't know how much he'll play, but I guess the, there's always the talk of the, the trade rumors and trade news with him. So I don't know if either you want to touch on that or, or stick to our regular scheduled programming. Do we have a regular scheduled programming? That's true. We just talk. Yeah, I think um, I'm hoping they play Kareem Hunt because I have him. But uh, yeah, the trade rumors. But you know what? I mean, I've heard like the only one trade I've heard is Rokon Smith going to Baltimore, which they didn't need, but whatever. And then um, Judy going just everywhere. Like I've heard Judy going to like five different places: Miami Giants. Um, there was another team, but I forgot. Miami Giants. Oh, Packers. 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 Miami and Giants. Oh yeah, Judy. I was playing that rumor back when like there was thought that Aaron Rodgers was going to get traded to the Broncos. I, I was thinking maybe we'd get uh, the Packers would get Jerry Judy then. So yeah, those rumors have been swirling. Yeah, but. You guys don't need Jerry Judy. I mean, the Giants do, and Packers mm, could probably use some wide receiver help. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, are you still in the hunt? You think? For <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. To be honest, probably not for a divisional crown, but anyway. Okay, yeah. there you go. So you don't really need Judy. Okay. Yeah, I know. I'm done. Uh, I'm done. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> okay. The way, way to dig at the Packers, though. It's perfect. Very efficient oh, in the first five you, minutes. So I saw this. I don't know if it was on my Facebook or Instagram where the Packers were, I guess, going to practice. And this little girl in the Packers, like two or three years old, Packers cheerleader jersey had a, like a teacup. You know, little kids pretend they make tea. And the players stopped by and pretend like they were drinking it. It was so cute. Oh. They would be like, oh my God, this is the best tea ever. And she'd be like, go, Packers, go. And they'd be like, yeah, I thought. So they have some good qualities. Of course, Aaron Rodgers wasn't one of those players doing it, but you know, it was the other guys that. He had would ask qualities. her, "What else is in this tea? Give me, give me the type of tea that Kyle Sunner likes to drink." I, so. Exactly. No, hi, hi Dan. It's probably not hardcore enough for him, but anyway, uh, yeah. So I guess I mentioned Hurst was the questionable player coming into tonight, but there's also injuries for both of these teams tonight. So we've got Jamar Chase 
and David Njoku. Uh, we addressed the David Njoku situation in the past, high ankle sprain. I uh, remember it happened, I think, the same week as Mike Williams or right around the same time. So when we were on last week, I think Doc which spoke about that and we're kind of expecting them to be out, you know, a month at least. And if they come back sooner, they may not be trustworthy. Uh, so, yeah, with Njoku, it, it's tough. I guess the one good news, if you are holding him by the time he returns, Deshaun Watson should be back, which does affect the other player that we're going to talk about later, Jacoby Brissett. But uh, I guess with Njoku, have you, like, I don't know if, if either of you have seen your leagues, was he dropped and subsequently picked up by someone else, stashed on IR? I dropped him. Okay. I dropped him in two of my leagues. I There's no sense holding on to a tight end. I mean, when if Evan Ingram was on, you know, you have Evan Ingram on the waivers, you have Hayden Hurst on the waivers. I, I Unless you are, unless your waiver is bereft of tight ends, I would drop him. But that's just And me. I think the, the idea is, especially if you're like, you don't want to hold multiple tight ends at times. I mean, you just want yeah. to hold one, your starter, and not worry about rostering a backup. So if your roster construction is that way, then yeah, Joku is not someone you can afford to, you're probably, be, you know, you're probably dropping most tight ends on their bye week in, in that sort of, sort of instance. So certainly for an injury like that, which includes a bye week coming up, you'd yeah, double for sure do that. So it makes sense. I do like Billy that way too, of just minimal at, at the positions that are, especially if it, it, you know, most leagues just start one tight end, no premiums for it why yeah. bother holding multiple guys can we talk about um dk metcalf what <laughs> the fuck he tore his patellar tendon did you see him play yesterday that game he didn't even look like he was slightly injured like oh it's a no flesh time. wound yeah exactly it's like i i don't i don't get it like is he like the adrian peterson of 2022 is that what's going on? I, th- I think we know how the doc feels about Pete Carroll's injury uh, commentary. <laughs> I can, <laughs> you know, like, how do you, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, DK Torres Patel attended, but, you know, he, he's fine. He's looking good. He'll be back next week. There's no way he tore Patel attended and was playing like he did yesterday. Nah. No, he probably, well, that's the thing. Was it ever confirmed that he tore his Patel attended? I know that was kind of the, the rumors. I and I don't know what a confirmation would be. I mean, yeah. who are we listening to? Exactly right. I mean, they're they're you see uh, Seahawks play it so close to the chest that yeah, it it does kind of seem. I mean, like now we can trust him in our lineups, kind of going forward. I mean, obviously, you know, there's a risk of re-injury, but that risk is also present for every other player. So, yeah, but yesterday I was advising people not to play him because of the patellar tendon injury, and look what he did. He like what did he he ran routes on the like 29 routes on like. Uh, it's ridiculous. Touchdown. He had five targets, like in the first half. Uh, it was, it was like Fortune he... some good corners too. The Giants have I a, know. a good defense. They got some good players. I uh, know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I th- I thought the one that would struggle would be Lockett more than Metcalf. If Metcalf, when they said he was playing, I was like, if Metcalf's up against the Dory Jackson, we're in trouble. Just just the physical, like difference between the two. It was like ugh. <laughs> like that that's the only thing I, I remember i remember when we played them a couple of years ago i think i spoke about this on friday it was a really weird game but james bradbury absolutely ruined him it was one of those things the guy had like eight targets he had no catches nothing but then he when he switched to the, to someone else, or bradbury was taken out he went like two for 20. It was one of those things where like the right quarterback can actually absolutely shut him down but Dory Jackson's just not going to be the guy that keeps him quiet it's just it's just too big too fast and jackson's relatively quick just not DK Metcalf big and quick. It's just there it was it was always going to be a problem. To be honest with you, I thought Lockett was going to be the one that struggled a bit, and he did. Um, yeah. yeah, and and, and kind that, of got bailed that, out with the touchdown at the end. Yeah, yeah. And, and and that's the thing. Like he, he didn't really do too much, but again, the way the Giants have been playing, I feel like again I've said it before, they're a bit of fool's gold, and and I know it's like I think that's the first thing we've played with a positive record in like six weeks. I think who did we lose to in week one? I forget the who Giants it was. or Cowboys, who, right? Or... so like the Cowboys are the only other team with a positive record that we played and we lost to them. So they've been playing teams. And look, the Giants run over the next few weeks is very generous. It's very kind to them. So you can see more of the same from the past happening. But you know, that there's only so many injuries you can have with a team that bereft of talent for wins to keep piling up, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. So uh, Yeti, join us in the in the comments. And if you want to also join the chat, be sure to head over to the Going For Two YouTube page, Going For Two Lives. Just search that on YouTube and you should uh, get to the channel. 
uh, get this video. If you want to interact, uh, you can also do so on Twitch and Facebook. If you're seeing the video on Twitter, uh, we'll be unable to we, we're unable to see your comments. So, um, but yeah, uh, he, you know, <laughs> yet he couldn't make it tonight. But uh, you know, it's chaotic, chaotic on Halloween. So uh, just happy that uh, you were able to join us in the chat, though, and, and comments, Yeti. So appreciate that. Embrace the chaos, Yeti. Embrace yeah, uh, the chaos. <laughs> My dog hates the what? I don't understand the that. Among Us characters already. Uh, Among Us, I guess, is a, a Halloween thing, like a horror thing. Oh, okay. And it's themed costumes of that theme. Among Us should, should be capitalized, but uh, way to go, Yeti. I <laughs> know, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, um, so I think, I think oh. the, the costumes are scary for the dog. I think is what you say. Oh, bothering the dog. So that makes sense. I was walking my dog Friday. I was walking my dog Friday, and this guy at the corner was in a big squirrel costume, and I was like. Oh my God, my dog's not going to realize it's not actually a squirrel. And the guy started dancing and my dog didn't realize he wasn't actually a squirrel. He tried to kill him. So I totally get it, Yeti. I totally get it. Embrace the chaos. Let him have it. Let him at him. Oh boy. The dangers of Halloween, right? <laughs> exactly. Choose uh, your but... costumes wisely. Uh, so I guess, uh, yeah, choose your fancy players wisely too is what we're always advising. Um, Jamar Chase, this hip injury. Uh, I don't think he's been placed on IR yet, but it. Uh, They're not going to place him on IR. Unfortunately, we didn't get Doc's opinion of this because we didn't really get an announcement of this Monday. So uh might be something we'll have to wait for next week to hear from Doc. I'm sure you know, Jabar Chase is such a big topic of discussion. People will want to hear about it. So we'll pause for now. He's obviously not playing tonight, and that may affect how we select some players in, in the, the contests. But, uh, but yeah, I think. Uh, Four to six weeks is what they're yeah. predicting, but they won't put him on IR. Which is and kind of weird. I can't remember what podcast I was listening to, but like there, there's, a, there's a certain sense of if the player is big enough, might be the fantasy footballers, like a, a big enough star player, you'll maybe, okay, after three weeks, they're healthy enough to come back. You take that risk. You don't want to, if, if you don't have to hold them out for that extra week, you won't take the risk. If it's sort of lesser guys on, on the, the depth chart, you don't mind freeing up the extra roster spots. Like maybe that is the, you know, what it is. I mean, look at Keenan Allen, right? Like the Chargers. Uh. They could have put Keenan Allen IR. I think it's been more than four weeks since that injury. Uh, so, yeah, I think it, it might be something like that. J Chase is so big to that offense that if there's any chance he can come back before the four weeks, they don't want to put him on IR and take away that chance, I suppose. That would be how I interpret it. Um, well, uh, just on that Keenan Allen thing, Austin Eckler tweeted out, who is very fantasy-friendly, that he would pick up Josh Palmer on his fantasy team's so I don't think Keenan Allen's coming back full force. I think that's what that meant. And I picked up Josh Palmer. You see, I, t I well, I wondered, is that more about Mike Williams and his high ankle sprain? Uh, mm, oh, maybe. I never it could be both, I, too. No? Williams, I mean, it might be because because if, if both aren't healthy, then Palmer might be the, the number one target. Up, I mean, Aston Eckler is probably going to lead the team in targets. Uh, True. But, yeah, like, no, I think, you know, whether Allen's good or not, that might be, you know, Palmer might still be a great pickup even if Allen returns. Anyway, go ahead, Gladys. What is what is Dan drinking? That would be you a know. scotch. This what? Yeah. This thing? That yeah. would be a scotch and dry, my friend. <laughs> okay. I like the glass. It's a nice glass. It's a full Cheers. glass. It's a full, full glass. <laughs> it is a full glass. <laughs> it makes it so nice. <laughs> uh, and also yet yet he proven he's not good at punctuation as he says this sentence without any punctuation. So. <laughs> Uh, perfect. Thanks. Perfect example. Uh, I'm, wait, but, uh, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for Jeff to turn up with uh, another Yeti. Go get Grammarly. Uh, <laughs> that's more for the Discord, right? Discord, Dan. That's um, it. Yeah, join us. Go for 2.com server. Get amongst it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's uh, going for 2.com server on, on Discord. It's uh, well, we close to 700 members strong. It's uh, a lot of activity happening, including Doc's injury. So if, if you know if you don't want to wait every week to hear from him here, and if he's not here. Uh, you can always uh, reach, find uh, the Doc's Injury channel there and, and get uh, his access to him and all of his information. Uh, Gator's back in the USA, so back in Welcome the back, Gator. And, yeah, the Gator's swimming he? back in, 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 the, in the local streams, right? <laughs> where was Gator? Do we know? know. Where, where was Gator? Gator? We'll find out Gator's soon. Right? Where did Gator migrate to? Wait till Friday when I covered Dan. Oh, is he covered for you this week, Dan? Yes, it would be my uh, wife's birthday this Friday. So I am coming up. Yes. Happy birthday, Dan's wife. Yes, yes. Mrs. Uh, Mrs. B. Lee gets a birthday. So 
Dan doesn't stream. That's it. This is promo pimp. Happy birthday. She is. (laughs) It ain't easy. And Gator's excited for Yeti. So, uh, yeah. Um, She's all right. Apparently, Dan will have that empty soon. Oh, I started. Yeah. Uh, But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how long we uh, we, uh, keep uh, rambling on. But I guess, yeah, to talk about Chase. you know, it seems like we're expecting him back before the end of the season. So in fantasy football, I'd imagine in Dynasty, you know, what, what would you do with Chase if you have him? I actually don't have any Chase in Dynasty, so uh, only in redraft. I think even in redraft, I think I'm still holding him. I don't I think be able to trade him at I all. Th- I don't play a lot of redraft, but I think with redraft, this is a guy you probably spent a top three pick on. You're probably not dropping him at all. At all, you're probably yeah, just going to sure. ride out the next six weeks and hope you can do enough to get to the playoffs. If that would be it, it's going to be hard. But listen, I think the benefit of say Chase missing the next six weeks, if you can find a silver lining, would be a lot of good players are going to have bye weeks over the next three, four weeks, right? So everyone's going to be missing players. You just got to hope your schedule's kind and, and go from there. Play the waivers, see what you can do, stream a good matchup, hope for the best. Um, I don't play a lot of Dynasty, so I don't have any of Chase, but in redraft, I don't have, for some reason, I don't have Chase in redraft either, but if I did, I would hold on to him. Especially if my record was such that I think that I'm going to make a playoffs with or without him. Yeah. Like, and he will be back for the playoffs, but yeah, I'm not dropping him until until you have a definitive answer. Yeah, for sure. I wonder in Dynasty, if if it's almost more of a buy situation, like, can you tear up from guys you wouldn't be able to have teared up from before? Like, now that Metcalf's back, do you do you go give Metcalf in a first for Chase in a third think, or something like one, that? One, I don't think that'd be enough. And two, I think I think a lot of people are too savvy to go, hey, my best player, arguably, because if you've got Chase, he's probably your best player, depending the format or whether it's super flex, might keep it, whatever. They're gonna sit there looking at that going, you're gonna offer me a guy that was just ruled out for the rest of the year for Jamar Chase. Like, do you see what I mean? I think people are a little bit too switched on to buy into that. I think. Well, Gators I, I, yelling. I, mean, so I think. I think yeah, that's the thing. If you've think, not Chase, just hold him. I, I, I say if this you can all the time. Him, try and buy him, but yeah, you're probably not going. I, I, I say this all the time, and most most teams, especially Dynasty, which are deeper, I think he's not hurting your team on your IR, right? I look at it like that. So if I have Trey Lance, all right, he's out for the year. I can put him there. It's not like he's burning a roster spot, right? He's on the IR. That's it. It's same with it's same with like Chase. You can throw him on your IR for the next four or five weeks. He's not killing you. It sucks, yeah, but, but a lot he's of not killing. Don't have IR. No, that's but that's what I'm saying. Like with with redraft, I don't think you're doing anything anyway. Oh. I think you just. I, yeah, I agree with Gladys. You're holding on to him. You you drop the top three pick, top four pick on him. You, you'll and find then, other bench spots to move if you need to drop. And 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 the, and the good thing is, is wide receiver is stupid streamable. Like you could find guys every week that are streamable for that one week. Khalif Raymond, of course you can. Terrace Marshall went off for 84 yards this week. Of course you can. You can find people every week if the matchup is good, that'll get you through from week to week. Donovan Peoples-Jones in redraft is probably a most waiver-wise. He's a guy that's, what, a top 30 receiver or something stupid, top two in his team, second most targets, and he's probably sitting there in your waivers doing nothing. So there's people like that out there every week. Darius Slayton, I'm sure he's going to – he's hot one week, cold the next. He's probably sitting there, and I think – I forget the Giants, they might have, like, Detroit next week or something stupid. You gotta like look at it like that. Who's good? Got a good matchup? Who can pop off for a week, and that's it. Get by. Um, the Giants are on a bye next week. Oh, thank yeah. God. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, uh, Gator also swam over to Turks and Siakos. Oh, nice, Kacos. Gator. I, I don't K- know how to pronounce that. Is that Kacos? Kacos. <laughs> don't know how to pronounce it. Turks and Kacos. I, I almost thought he was talking about uh, Darius Sirocco, a CFL <laughs> offensive lineman. Right. When I first saw it. Turks, wow. that would be Turks and Caicos, Kyle. <laughs> I, I don't even know where that is, to be honest. So it, it would be, I believe, the southeast part of the Caribbean, give or take. If I remember, we're in an ocean. Gotcha. <laughs> I was meant to go there this year. I went somewhere else, so I know that. I was looking at it and I was like, "Nah, I'm going somewhere else." Well, okay. Apparently, apparently Yeti's got the good picks, which again, part of Dan's show on Friday night is excellent pick making and, and lots of great rants too. But uh, I guess he's gonna have to work on the Australian accent, kind of don't, to be like, don't. please, just don't, don't do it. Don't. Just do a Yeti <laughs> accent instead. I think we'll we'll appreciate that. Prefer that more. 
I did do uh, a Yeti. I did do a Yeti call this week, though. Well, that's like I heard you said Vikings really and Giants are not good six and one teams. Even me and Dan admit that. But the, the Giants aren't even a six and one team. So yeah, they're, they're, they're not really bad six and one team. Giants, Giants are the worst six and two team in NFL history. I don't know. Yeah. Did you know that? You didn't know that the worst six and two team in NFL history with the same record as the Dallas Cowboys were the worst ones. Yeah. <sighs> Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, so one last player I want to talk about tonight is Jacoby Brissett. What are we doing with him in fantasy? I mean, this, you know, Deshaun Watson's impending return is well impending. And so, <laughs> you know, a couple more weeks of startability with Brissett. Are we trying to move him? Is it something that you, you just hold him in case something happens to Watson, an injury or something else? Uh, and you may get starts at the end of the year. Like how, how are we approaching Brissett? I, I put this question in and I'll tell you this now. I have in a league where I've been absolutely smashed by injuries at quarterback. And I don't think it's the one I'm in with you, Kyle. It's in a different one. This week, I started uh, Sam Erlinger. This is super flex to tell you how bad it has gotten for my quarterbacks. I have got nothing. I outbid everyone for Erlinger. Might be our league. And I started him and him only, right? If I had Brissett, if I'm someone else in the league and I'm looking at that guy who has Erlinger, I'm probably just trying to get anything in dynasty anything back for a guy who's going to be riding the pine for the next couple months like you know he's got two more good games in him and a bye and then that's when watson gets back they're not going to wait and see then what are they two and five they're not going to give him the benefit of the doubt oh well, he might win two more games we could be four and five and no as soon as watson's ready he's out so if you can ship him off to someone else who could get a couple weeks out of it for not like you got to get something back because this guy, as soon as he gets back, then what? He's dead weight on your roster. I know from a dynasty perspective, I was actually trying to buy Brissett in a couple leagues, and it would have cost you know a second plus, and it was like uh, that's okay, that's I'll, aggressive. I'll go spend two no seconds reason. on Carson Wentz, which turns that's, out to not be so great of a decision. But hey, listen, but then again, like I turned down Andy Dalton, right? And Andy Dalton has turned out to work quite well. There's there's guys out there like that you can look. Do you, I mean, in this league, do I really want to be starting Sam Ellinger? As my solo quarterback in a superflex, no. If someone could offer me like Brissett and say, "Screw it," like I'll take a third for him, I'd have to think about it. Okay, well, I'm going to get two or three more weeks. It might be the difference between me making the playoffs. I mean, not making the playoffs when those other quarterbacks come back. It's it's very like there's an opportunity there. To it's almost like quote unquote streaming him for the next three weeks, and almost like a rental if you want. But there's an opportunity to cash out on him now, I think, before your trade deadline hits, for you to actually get something out of him before he just sits on your bench and does nothing. And you're going to do your rookie drafts, and then you're going to look at him and go, well, who can I cut? Well, I'm going to have to keep reset because he's a quarterback, and then he's going to do nothing. And that's a problem, right? So it's an so- interesting question that I have for people, but I think if you can see a team in your league and say, listen, I don't want much, I just want something. It could be a play. It could be short at wide receiver. Maybe Jamar Chase is going down. Hey, listen, I need a wide receiver. Give me something. I'll give you a percent. Let's switch it about. There's got to be a way that you can move him, get something for him, and not be high and dry without him. Are you talking dynasty, right? Either or. I think think in redraft, if it's like a deep enough redraft, you could probably try and move. I don't think you'll get much, but... Well, as long as it's super flex, I think I think in one quarterback sure. he has no value. To, you're just going to drop him when he when his time's done to start. Right, but what I'm saying is, if no, this is actually, if it's, if it's you're having to start percent right now in one QB, that's pretty bad. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if it's one QB, if it's two QB and redraft, mm-hmm. yeah, and, sure. and you're someone that has like percent and maybe check, like you can find a way to make that work and get around. Target teams that are desperate for quarterbacks and will need him There's, to start. If you got Zach Wilson, someone's got Zach Wilson on their roster, and they they're, they're probably freaking out a little bit, right? Kenny Pickett's putting up six points, all right? Probably freaking out. Hey, listen, Brissett will get you twice as many points. Doesn't Dude, if you like have Mark Zach Wilson, Wilson, go get Mike White. There you I, go. I mean, Joe Flacco, bring him back. He's exactly. So good. I don't know why they I miss Flacco. And there was rumors Chris Streveler was going to be active, and then I, I guess they didn't make him active, but whatever. Joe Flacco was torching teams at the start of the year. Yeah, That's why I they had that good record. I don't know why they're <laughs> jumping over him to oh. go to the white kid. I don't no, if, you, if, you're, if you're one of your best players on your offenses, I don't know. He doesn't throw it to me. Like that's a problem. Hey, Elijah well, Moore I mean, just well, part, part of that is also. I mean, they barely he barely played too, right? Like, like so that's that's on the coaching staff too. It's not just on Zach Wilson. If, if Elijah Moore is not out, they're there, not. They're not, they're not. They're not going to not play Zach Wilson because Elijah Moore is not happy. 
If you have well, to, no, if they but, have to drop someone, it's more. Well, I get that. I, so I guess mm-hmm. is, does Zach Wilson hate Elijah Moore? Is that the takeaway from all this? Because it think, does seem like it's two different. I don't think it's that he hates you. I just think he's not good enough to get it to him. Yeah, like, he just does, he just does not yeah. look good. He looks he looks terrible. He looks terrible. It's again like we're talking about another Jets quarterback that misses a preseason. Right? This is this happened to Sam Donald. This is the tale of his tape. Tail of his tape was that he misses the pre yeah misses preseason misses first couple games comes back in doesn't catch up the speed gets hurt uh oh now what so, so Joe Flacco is Ryan Fitzpatrick in this scenario I mean Joe Flacco mate what was he going three hundred yards every game and 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 he had he had Conklin Wilson Moore they were just tearing it up like they were going nuts it's, even Corey Davis was doing well Corey Davis was a top twenty five receiver like. Throwing it 40 times a game. It was wild. That's beside the point. Yeah, it's some good quarterback talk. Also, beside the point is Turks is just north of Haiti. Right? And yeah. I think you're right, Dan, Haiti to the eastern yeah, side yeah, of the that's, Caribbean. So that's it. Dan yeah. knows his stuff. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Matt Ryan to the <laughs> Jets. Honestly, would they just not be better with Flacco at this point? Like, I, yeah. think, I think at this point, it, like, it's <laughs> just stick with Flacco. Flacco. Flacco can actually win a Super Bowl. We know that. Matt yeah. Ryan can't. What would happen? What would happen if Matt Ryan ended up in Atlanta again next year? What would happen? No, this is Desmond Ritter sitting on the bench. If you can't ever take Marcus Mariota, there's a problem. Okay, eight, we're talking eight, Arthur Smith. We're talking Arthur Smith. If you can't overtake Marcus Mariota with a reasonable coach, it's a problem. If you can't overtake Marcus Mariota with Arthur Smith, that's not really a problem. That's <laughs> Arthur Smith. But to Dan's point, Gladys, Arthur Smith might be back there next year. So what what, what would change? Um, hey, listen, that's wait. What I'm they're, they're at the top of the NFC South right now. They are. Like that's. You Which know, is my point. Brady. I think he'll be back next year. I think he's winning enough games. He's not going to get fired. So. No, I don't think it's. I yeah, I don't think there's a chance it's going to get fired. However, uh, Josh just, McDaniel, I think he's on his way out. Oh. As he should be. I forgot. It's Melbourne Cup Day back in Australia. Happy Cup Day to everyone back home. What you is don't that? know Melbourne Cup is a three-minute horse race where the it's a public holiday. We have a public holiday for a horse race. Nice. Yes, it's great. It's one for a horse race. It's a it's a three-minute. It's one of the most Wrong. expensive and prize. It's one of the most expensive and prized. Like the uh, Kentucky races. Derby. It's it's about well, as it's, it's not, three minutes sounds a lot longer than the Kentucky Derby. Isn't the Kentucky yeah, Derby over in like fifty seconds? Yeah, it's a big it's a big one. It's one of the biggest ones in the world, <laughs> and uh, the whole Melbourne oh. Cup. Yeah, the whole Melbourne Carnival. Yeah, it's it's incredible. So everyone that's in Melbourne or Australia enjoy Cup Day. Get around it. And uh, Gator obviously agrees agrees with Gladys that Arthur Smith is the problem. Oh my god! Uh What's wrong? Miles Garrett. Have you seen what he's turned up to? Have you seen what he's wearing? No, I don't. What's what's he wearing? What's that? uh, What's that evil thing from Stranger Things in the last season? He's wearing a costume. Yeah. What's that I thing? love Miles Garrett. What's that so, freaking thing called? In I don't Stranger watch Stranger things. things. I don't watch Stranger Things. Sorry. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't, strange, know. I don't either. You know, you know how I am about the names of things as well. But like, that's that's what he's dressed as. I love Miles Garrett. So yeah, much. he's incredible. What are you, what are your kids dressed as, Dan? Uh, my boy. Princess. Tur- no, my boy turned up as Venom. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, and the, my my daughter turned up as a witch, but that was tonight to go trick or treating at school. She was a cheerleader. Aww. Yeah. That's, same well, is, thing. Is, it, it's is the she same maybe thing. a cheerleader at school? Like, is that is it's that on the costume? Is that actually maybe she had a, an event today? No. Yeah, that Cheer, is a school thing. Cheerleaders are witches. Trust me. I don't know. <laughs> she so, did one of those things. Look, she's six. Almost, so, that almost sounds no. like it's insulting witches, there, Gladys. Yeah. I, I was. That is assaulting witches. Actually, but they, they both looked. Uh, oh, sorry, my boy was Venom tonight. He was Miles Morales earlier today. Oh, <laughs> that's yes. funny that there's a there's the Spider Man reference. Both nice. Sides. I that's like his. it. He left it here, so that's his it's Miles almost Morales. like being the Bengals and the Browns. Both uh, Paul Brown on both sides. It. But uh, he's, a, he's a Miles Morales person. I mm. Kyle, I really really admire your your attempts to always bring it back to fantasy football. It's it's adorable. I love well, it. Well, back back to the talk about Matt Ryan. Can I can I go on a little try up here? Okay, please. Please do. So if you want if you want to rant, Kyle. So we started talking about Jacoby Versett. <laughs> now we finished talking with Matt Ryan. 
which is basically a microchasm of the last half decade for the Colts, right? Like you had Andrew Luck surprisingly retire. You, okay, you went with Jacoby Brissett. I don't know if you guys remember that season. Jacoby Brissett started like yeah, five and two. Good. And then he suffered a knee injury. And then he, he came back, I guess, a little earlier than expected. And then he looked awful coming back. But I also wonder, was that all just the knee injury? Like, was he just not able to throw properly? Because his passes did not look like they had the same zip on them. He wasn't as accurate. It just seemed like that injury really affected him. And then they took that sample size of and decided we're going to move on to Philip Rivers, which, I mean, that wasn't a trade. That was a free agent. So I guess that was, of, of all the one moves they made, that's the most justifiable because that also did get them into the playoffs. Um, Josh Allen did end that for them. But I, I have a feeling Josh <laughs> Allen's going to be doing that to a lot of quarterbacks over the next uh, while. Um, yeah. Then give up draft picks for Carson Wentz. Give up more draft picks for Matt Ryan. Should they not have just kept Jacoby Brissett this whole time? And maybe, you know, maybe you could have moved on from him anyway, but could you not have, like, developed around him and gotten to at least the point where they at now while still saving all those draft picks that they wasted? I, I feel mind. like they'd be in a better spot. So, I, And I was saying it from the start. I thought they should have given Brissett another chance. I thought that early season sample size was enough for me to say, okay, a healthy Brissett might make them compete for the playoffs. And, and yet they've been in purgatory ever since. And, I mean, Brissett, I mean, it's not like he's he hasn't won a ton of games for the Browns, but it seems like he's kind of kept them afloat and kept them competitive in most games. So it seems like the, the Browns are the big benefit of that. So, I don't know. Good good job, Colts. That's that's the <laughs> takeaway. Yeah. The, the Wentz one was a stinker, I think. Uh, the thing is, I, I understand Matt Ryan because – I get it as a veteran presence as such that he had, he's a very loyal quarterback and he's produced at times. He's an MVP. He's done it. So I understand thinking you can get him on the cheap in that regard. Carson, the Carson Wentz trade was just atrocious. It, it just was. I I don't, I don't think it matters. I think if they had have not gone with Rivers, they'd have replaced Brissett in the draft. I think if they, ha- I think he would have been replaceable anyway. I don't. He was traded in. He was dra- uh, traded as well, right? So it's like it's not like he was like a homegrown talent for them. They traded him from the Pats. That's true. Yeah. And I think I think the Andrew Luck he didn't get protection. He got hurt, right? Jacoby Brissett didn't get protection. He got hurt. Philip Rivers like, he got rid of the ball too quick to get hurt. But Carson Wentz didn't get protection. Got hurt. Matt Ryan not getting protection, getting hurt. Like there's a trend with it. Doesn't matter. Who, I don't think it matters who the quarterback is. They didn't replace Ty Hilton. They didn't replace Jack. Do- I mean, Jelani Woods has had a couple of touchdowns. He's done nothing, right? They haven't really done anything to help. Whatever the you can say, Jonathan Taylor, if you want, but they haven't really done anything to protect. Whoever's at the quarterback position anyway, although if they had have, maybe Luck doesn't retire four or five years ago. But that's the thing. Like everyone will say, oh, well, you know, they they drafted Quentin Nelson. That, yeah, okay, but they've also let Glowinski go. They've let other guys go. Like they haven't been able to keep their core together no matter what. So if you know they traded for Brissett, he got hurt anyway. His his fate was no different to Wentz or or Ryan. They they couldn't protect their quarterback, they got hurt and they move on. Ellinger's, Ellinger's going to be the same at some point. He moves around too much. Okay, that's fine. But like, he's going to get found out. He's going to get caught and he's probably going to get hurt. That's just how the luck of the Colts quarterbacks is at the moment. I, I, I really think, okay, it's nice that Ellinger's playing and they drafted him and they've given him time to learn and come up and mature. But again, I, I don't know. If they're, if they're what, two and what, or three and three, four and one, the way that these picks are working out, they're, they're a chance to having a, top five, top 10 pick, go get your quarterback next year and make sure it's a damn good one. That's that's what I'd say. But they got to do all they, all they can in protection. Hit that free agency market. You look at what some of these teams... Dwayne Brown was a free agent to when? Like before week one, before he went to the Jets? Like he was just out there. That's insane. Kappa was out there. He went there, what, a month before the season started? Two months before the season started? All these guys that the Bucks have gone through, they just they lost everyone. They were still able to replace them. The Colts just haven't. They haven't done their due diligence in being able to protect a quarterback. I think I think Brissett would have been. I think if they hadn't have gone through Rivers or Wentz, he'd have been replaced by now anyway. Fair enough. All right. He's, 
He's not okay. Good. He's not okay for the Browns, but two and five, that's still that's the winnable games. They've had winnable they games. Probably should have lost the Jets. There's a couple in there that they, they might better, have. Better, a better quarterback like Watson wouldn't oh, have yeah. lost them games. And that's that's the difference, right? Better quarterback. Did they lose the Falcons? Games. Yeah. Like, like, Which I guess again, division leading Falcons, right? So yeah, that's, I well, guess it's that's just, the, it's just one of those things. Like, and, and and you know what that AFC and I don't have to tell Gladys AFC North games are super competitive no matter what. You don't really see teams. It doesn't matter what happens to Pittsburgh against Philly. What happens between Pittsburgh and like Cleveland is going to be tight. They're going to be competitive games no matter what, right? So they're always a chance in them ones. Tonight's game like over and under forty five and a half. It's a tight game. Like, oh, did I do it wrong? I put 45. It doesn't matter. I, I gave you guys the odds for today. It was plus three and or minus three and, and 45. But I've only updated about 30 minutes ago. But those AFC North games are tight no matter what. And you're always in it. A game against Atlanta that you should win at home? Come on. There's, there's reasons why they're called journeymen, right? They get replaced. Well, as you can see, we'll get, I guess this is a perfect time to talk about the, the props. Uh, our underdog prop that we normally do uh, for Monday Night Football. And, of course, our underdog promo code is, you know, from our sponsor, Underdog. And you could join the underdog.com, our sponsor, uh, and use the promo code GF2. And you can get a deposit match up to $100 in joining Underdog. And you can, you know, pick either the games, the, the higher or lower, on their projection for the games, but also individual pr- player props. And we'll kind of get into both of those here. Uh, so I guess, uh, yeah, do we plug everything else? Yeah. No house advantage underdog again, uh, the promo code GF2 for both for those double deposit matches. Dan's already mentioned the discord, uh, discord, Dan, of course, always promoing that the promo discord, Dan, get amongst it. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, uh, I guess, does anyone want to start with with talk about their thoughts about this, uh, any of these, uh, these projections, so the uh, over-under of 45, 45 and a half, or the Bengals favored by three. Why don't you give Docs – what did Doc – I forgot. Sure. Doc, yeah, okay, we can, we can start we'll, – we'll give Docs uh, his answers, then we can discuss our own. Our own. Yeah. So uh, sure. Doc went with the Browns uh, and lower. So taking the underdog Browns at home, and it seems like that's a popular pick among the co-hosts to go with the Browns. I might have to change mine. Damn it. Damn it, Doc. I went with the Browns and Laura, too. And Dan, <laughs> three for three there, right? Yeah, I, I feel like the Browns are just more... They don't, they're not losing one of their best players. So I feel like it's going to be tighter than what you think. I'm not saying that the Bengals can't spread it about a bit a bit more efficiently, but you're talking about Cooper with, with DPJ. Okay, they're losing a joke. Oh, and Bryant, we know how oh, Bryant can fit into that role just as well. You still got Chubb oh, and Hunt. They're just as equipped as they were before. So I don't think they're going to be too far off the pace. Uh, I still think money line, I think the Bengals will still win, but the Browns will keep it tight enough. A three and a half, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I'm going the opposite. I'm going with the Bengals, and I'm going with the higher as well. Maybe that's my initial expectations. I I kind of thought this game would be among the higher ones this week. It wasn't. Uh, I I kind of thought it was surprisingly low, and it seems like it just kept getting lower and lower. So... At this point, when it's 45 or even 45 and a half, I'll take the higher on that. And I think part of it is also why I'm picking the Bengals, just my confidence in Burrow as a quarterback. Even without Chase, I think he's developed enough that he can find ways to make it work. I think we're expecting big things from Higgins and Boyd, certainly. Those two will probably need to step up more than anyone. But uh, I think the Bengals are a better enough team, at least have the better enough quarterback to make up the difference. So I think the only thing you have to worry about is Zach Taylor that without Chase, that he doesn't go back to what he tried the first three games of the season. and Early last year. The first half of last year, really. Make them a run first team. Yeah, that would be my only concern. I don't have that much confidence in him. So, um, plus I think Chase is a bigger loss for Burrow than people give him credit for. Although I think it's going to be a boon for Boyd, I hope. There was, there was a surprising amount of Samaj P. Ryan props on underdog. No, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, some of them are really tempting too, to be honest. Uh, none of them are that tempting. 
well, I, I thought one was tempting. Where I again, you did it, like you last did week, where I didn't really decide until last minute. Although I, yeah. I feel more confident in the the two I'm debating between. Last week was I had no confidence in, in it showed. I got I went over three last week actually. Uh, if we want to recap our, our uh, current results, uh, Dan's almost caught up to the Doc. Doc at sixteen six and two. Dan's at fourteen eight and two. So not too far off, Dan, from the lead. Uh, but yeah, I went over three last week. Uh, I've done that twice so far this year, so that's not good. Uh, but I also just wanted to kind of just some things I was kind of noticing. Uh, Dan and Doc have only got one prop wrong each, so they've been really good, especially on the prop lines. Uh, and it was uh, yeah. one game, the the Vikings game. Dalvin Cook didn't hit the carries, and then uh, for Doc, the only props he, he's got wrong was the Raiders Chiefs game. He picked Derek Carr to throw an interception. He didn't. He didn't want to He's pick, thrown an interception almost every other game, but not he, that one. He didn't want to pick on the Raiders either. That was a thing. He didn't want to do it. It was yeah. like he was. He, it's like he coerced. I do it the same. It's the same with me with the Giants. I feel coerced into like picking something. This week, I picked Daniel Jones to go over thirty-eight and a half, like rushing yards. Oh. He only had. It was one of tale of two. Seattle only allowed twenty rushing yards to a quarterback per game. <laughs> Daniel Jones's average is like. 55 60. So I was like, well, it's in the middle there. So I was like, all right, screw it. I'll go Jones over. Like, I didn't want to pick it. But like, sometimes with the team that you watch, it's one of those things where you go, oh, yeah, that, that should happen. You see rose colored glasses and all that sort of stuff, I guess. But, you know. And Gladys, cool. your overall record might not be great, but you've been the best among us at picking the game spreads. You've, you've picked correctly four times. Under. <laughs> Uh, well, no, not so much the higher lower. I mean, just like yeah. the the team favored. Uh, yeah. You got the Bills as ten point favorites. You got yeah. when the Cowboys were underdogs to the Giants. All of us went the Giants. You were the only one who took the Cowboys. Bears, Bears lost. Uh, all of us took the Chiefs. You took the Ra uh, the Raiders to cover the six point spread, and they did cover. I think they won by the Chiefs won by four. So you got that one. And then uh, so the you were Bears the only one to take the Bears last week as a, a half point underdog. So yeah. you've been the best so far at picking uh, the the, the <laughs> actual was, spreads. I was watching um, that last week. I was like. Oh, she's got. I've us gotten. Again. I've, it was like a quarter. I've, I was like, she got us again. They're up ten mil. I'm like, ah, fuck, we're done. <laughs> I've gotten one right. So maybe, maybe you know, I'm picking the Bengals tonight. So maybe listen to everyone else and take the Browns. But because uh, I've literally the Bills at by ten. That's the well, only one I've all, gotten right. We all, gotten... Took, we all took the Browns and lower, and you went the complete opposite. So yeah, Bengals and higher. So I think that yeah. lets everyone know. Uh, yeah, I've. I, I, yeah, I guess the, the well, no, I, I guess the one week I picked the higher for the Chiefs Raiders, I got that right. But every other week I've gotten the higher lower rights because I picked the lower. So, um, but yeah, uh, I guess the, the Chargers as three point favorites were a push that week. So it's technically have one tie as well. But yeah, I've only gotten one right for the pick. So I've been doing better on the props, I will say. Yeah, I, I suck at props. I don't know. Um, but this week I'm taking Mike Thomas receptions higher than two. Right, two is yep, underdog because um, other sites have him at two point five, and he's played two games. He's had one reception in each game, and that was with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. So without Jamar Chase, can you hear my dog chewing that bone? Is that really as loud yeah. as it seems? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> without like he's it's, right it's the dog pound, right? It's the Browns game. Yeah. It's, it's gonna happen. He, it's gonna happen tonight. He won't move. Um, so uh, those those passes, those targets that Jamar Chase usually has to get has to be funneled somewhere else, and I'm hoping at least three of them are funneled to Mike Thomas, at least three. When doing my research, I was like, man, it's really interesting that underdogs given Mike Thomas the line of his receptions for the entire season up to this point. But to <laughs> exactly. your point, Gladys, Chase has 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 been in all those games. So how is Mike Thomas's effect on the offense going to be? We don't know, but Dan always loves going with the, the small lines, right? And <laughs> Three catches, you win. Two catches, you push. So it's it's it small. The, the, one of the best props I hit this week was to a under a half a half an interception. To a under half an interception. Detroit have one of the worst defenses in the league. One of the least turnover teams at least teams with turnovers in the league, and he's one of the safer bets, right? So he didn't throw an interception, did he? But but that's what I'm saying. Like oh, he wasn't. Okay. It was one of those things where you go, he's not going to throw an intercept this game. Like you can just you just. All he has to do is not do it. It's an easier, it's an easy result to get to. Just he has to do this one thing. He doesn't have to do this one thing the whole game. That's it. It's easy to get to one. It's hard That's to get to one hundred. Yeah, it's Fire. hard to get to one hundred and five for, like, say Joe Mixon tonight or ninety five. It's hard to get to him to one hundred, right? Like, it's hard to get to that point. So yeah, I, I agree. I saw the Mike Thomas one. I was like, good. Like, 
that made me – I was very happy to see that because, like, he's going to get red zone targets. Like, he will. They do like going to him in the red zone every now and again. He scores – he pops up and scores like that on touchdown. Once a year, he'll do it. He had, like, one massive game last year as well. I remember that as well. Like, he does do this. Do I think this could be more Hayden Hurst or something? Sure, but that doesn't mean he won't be out there having a go. Yeah. And I think the, the interesting thing with Mike Thomas, looking at the yards, he's he's the number three receiver on the Bengals. Looking at the Browns' number three receiver, David Bell, they've got him at 14, 14 and a half, and a half. Receive, receiving yards, whereas Mike Thomas is up at 25 and a half. So it seems like if you're going to bet on Mike Thomas, the receptions is probably where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. We get, like, yeah. both teams, the thing is, both teams are missing like that one big player. The Browns are missing Njoku. Yep. Bengals are missing uh, Chase. Like that's that's not like a small piece of a team uh, pie. There, it's it's a big chunk. Like Njoku prior, like he was like number yeah. two receiver on their team, like in targets, give or take. Maybe he was one behind Peoples Jones. I can't remember, but that's that's a big player to miss per week. It's the same thing with Chase. Was had 10, 12 targets a game. Like you gotta hope if if Thomas is getting one per week, you gotta hope you can fa- uh, figure into one or two more. So, quite like that one. Wait, what did you pick? What was your pick for the prop? For me, yeah. I went I went Higgins higher than five and a half receptions. The same okay. kind of argument as yeah, the same no thing. Chase. Like, well, he's he's like, he's bordering since like week two. He's only had one. I mean, there was one game he played like sixteen snaps. I think he was still injured, but. We can write that one off completely. He hasn't had under seven targets since week since week one, give or take. He's bordering around that five to seven receptions a game. So if he does what he does, he should hit no matter what. That's that was my line. No matter with no matter what, without Jamar Chase, if he plays his normal game, he's going to hit. Now we can add in maybe a, a little bit more. It doesn't have to be a lot. He's probably going to hit regardless. So I felt pretty comfortable with that one. The yards seemed a bit easier. I think I think it was like sixty four and a half. I want to say that was void. Boyd was 64 and a half. What was Higgins um, again? I've got Higgins at 76 and a half. Yeah, that wasn't that high this morning, but like, you know, that, I think a lot of people were hitting over and they're just trying to scare people off at this point. So uh, it is Halloween, but uh, yeah, I, I, I felt like with Higgins, he was going to get that five, six, you know, he's going to get that nine, eight, nine targets a game anyway. He's going to get those five, six receptions no matter what. Felt pretty confident with that. Doesn't take much more for him to go over from his, what his natural game would be. He might get more attack, attraction. I understand that, but I, I think he's I think he's a little bit better than what we give him credit for. I think he's underrated. And he's I think really part good. of that was they, they set the lines early in the week, not knowing oh, if Chase was going to be out. Right? That was kind of midweek we, we found out. So Yeah. Yeah, some of those lines were a little bit so I mean Amari Cooper's lines disappeared this morning at one point as well. Like like he was at like fifty uh Fifty five. I've got it. I, I actually pinged him in for fifty five and a half receiving yards, and they disappeared this afternoon. So hmm. I guess they yeah, because I, I was curious as to like what they didn't have. Like, yeah, no receiving yards for Cooper, no receptions for Donovan Peoples Jones. They had nothing for Harrison Bryant, and then they had way more lines for Kareem Hunt than Nick Chubb. So a lot of surprising things about underdog in terms of what they're emitting. I do my show on a Friday night, and I was livid because that Detroit Miami game was just. You, you know that that game was just going to blow up. It was there to be had on both sides. And there were no props for that up until Friday night. I'm sitting there going, oh, no. And about an hour before I went live, there they are. I'm like, oh, I can't just like. Just for you, Dan. I know, but like I'd already like set the show up to talk about something yeah, else. And I'm like, shit. Like, I'll just I'll run with what I've got. Uh, but anyway, so uh, speaking of, of Cream Hunt, I guess we'll share what Doc uh, chose uh, he chose Cream Hunt and his uh, r- rushing and receiving yards uh, combined at 53 and a half going lower. So yeah. I think it's a savvy move that if Hunt's active and doesn't get much work, he might not hit that. So I think it's really smart of Doc to, to go with the Hunt under. It seems like it makes sense because, like, again, I was surprised they even had the lines. I figured they might just pull yeah. them completely. So I was curious that they didn't pull him, but they pulled you everyone know, else. You know what? The same thing. I, I had the same theory with, like, Kamara. This week, Kamara, oh, he's going to get traded. He's going to get traded. Yeah. They talk about it. Okay. Well, oh, I'm gonna get... Mark Ingram gets hurt and yeah, they don't have a choice. Yeah. Like, and then he's smashed. <laughs> it's one of those things. I was like, oh no. That, down he goes and they're going to play Kamara. And, you know, I don't think that was their plan, but it happened. I think it could be the same mm-hmm. with Hunt. I, I really feel like it could have just been better for them to not play him at all and say, hey, listen, just in case. If not, you'll be here next week. But 
He, I'm sure he doesn't want to get hurt. He's kind of made his intentions to get out as well at the start of the year. Sure, he doesn't want to get hurt tonight, knowing that he could go somewhere else. Makes no sense. So yeah, so I think because uh, yeah, it does seem like the Browns are more much more likely to trade Hunt than the Saints seem to be to to trade Kamara. Um. So yeah. So uh, I guess for myself, so I haven't fully decided because there are actually unlike last week where I couldn't <laughs> find a line that I like. There are two I that I really like this week. So I I'm going to talk about both, and I will decide live on the oh, air. No. <laughs> so the first one was Samaji Pirine and back to the idea of we like the small numbers higher than one and a half receptions and uh, I remember looking he hit that uh, I think in four of his yeah four of his seven games or no five of his seven games he's hit that um, include and it's back to the theory of without chase more receptions for everyone else means probably more you know more dump offs for the running backs like Pirine and Mixon and the way I see it, either game script probably works for him. If the Bengals are blowing out the Browns, he's probably just going to see more work, just be on the field more than Mixon anyway, and might just get those dump offs just because he's out there. And if it's a close game, it seems like they really like putting P. Ryan in on third downs. So I feel like it's safe to for him to get two receptions in a game. But, you know, not to bully Gladys, but we saw it a couple weeks ago with Pollard. Okay, the, the, the pass catching running back. I think it was something like that. One and a half or two receptions got zero, right? So that that is kind of a risk, but I, I feel pretty safe with Pirine getting that. So that's where you're going with? No, no, wait. Let's see. Let's see what the other one is because he's, <laughs> he's, wait, he's waiting for he's waiting for us to tilt him one oh. way or the other. Okay. Uh, I'm trying yeah. to gauge Dan's reactions to this. I'm trying to read his body language. Okay. Uh, I'm going. With, the other one I would go with in theory would be a rivals pick, actually. And so my most rostered fantasy player this year is Tyler Boyd. And I think this is the only Bengals game we get. So it'd be a good chance to just get extra exposure to him. And, and his, his rivals were very generous this week. Uh, yeah. And I didn't, yeah. Cause I was thinking initially as his individual lines, uh, yeah. five receptions, 64 and a half yards. Okay. Those are all doable. But then I, re- I saw the rivals and the one that really stood out to me is Boyd versus Donovan Peoples Jones minus one and a half receptions. So can Boyd get two more catches than Donovan Peoples Jones? We talk about like just the Browns, the run heavy approach, and maybe the Bengals do that a little bit too, but no chase I feel like is a bigger deal for Boyd than no Njoku is for Donovan Peoples Jones. So I think I'm actually going to go with that one. Tyler Boyd rivals versus Donovan Peoples-Jones at minus one and a half receptions. If the Bengals are weak on the passing game, it is to the slot receiver. So, yeah, I would go with that one. Who's this Tyler Boyd? Because I think, yeah, because I think Donovan Peoples-Jones plays more in the perimeter. Whereas Mm. if anyone's going to go in the slot, it might actually be more Amari Cooper. Yeah. Where is it? Where's this Tyler Boyd one? This is going to bother me. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, so the one I saw was again. Donovan Here you go. Sorry. There you go. It was Amari Cooper plus five and a half. Plus five and a half against Tyler Boyd. Yeah, plus that one seemed... I that saw one, that one. I was like... I almost thought going the opposite there, to be honest, and, and taking Cooper. And that's why I, I thought... I saw the, the Donovan Peoples-Jones line. I was more confident. Okay, he could he could outproduce him, and it's a small enough there margin. A, there was another one for DPJ. It was DPJ versus Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst is getting plus six and a half. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones in there. A lot of good ones. So which one are you going with? I'm going to go with Boyd. I'll do a rivals. I think we've we haven't done too many rivals, so it's good chance to get one in here. There's always one in the group. So <laughs> you realize, of course, if you're in Colorado, you can't do pickums on underdogs. So that's why uh, it's funny because both, know, right? both of the. Sorry, sorry about that, Gladys. Whatever. I'm Silly over it state now. Laws. Silly state laws. It's really weird because you can do pickums and Ben and all the other ones. I'm, I'm from Australia. We have amazing gambling laws throughout the country. It's incredible. It's freedom. It's just, you know, easy. A walk down corner store, throw a bet on. No worries. It's easy. Everywhere. Anywhere you can turn. It's a part of the culture. Here, I just want to put a bet on. Nah, you need like to enter recapture to get into your own account with a face screening to put on a bet which was an overseas bookie in France. Like, this is the most ridiculous place. You can't get your shit together. 
can't legalize drugs, can't legalize gambling, can't do anything. This place is a fucking stinker. Pardon my language. You can't legalize fucking gambling? Really? Yeah, geez, I, I know Jeff's been telling Kirsten to lay down on the swearing recently. I think we... I think oh, yeah. No, I'm, no, but really, like, it's one of those things. Like I, I've worked for like gambling sites back home. So it's one of those things where my dad worked for the Department of Gaming and Racing back in Australia. So like, I know from a ground floor level, like gambling easy to regulate i've seen this like in my house someone that implemented strategies to make gambling easier and accessible to people that all the states and governments can can actually be beneficial from literally seen it in my own house happen it's like i know it's easy my dad knew it was easy and he's not the smartest bloke in the world he knows his stuff but like he's not like he's not like a brain surgeon like he just he knew how to put a law together it's one of those yeah sure but it's one of those things where like it's not that hard to do and like the fact that you can't get it together in this country no well it doesn't benefit us as a state okay well tax it tax the winnings very easy take one percent from everyone's winnings right very easy and you go it goes back to the state itself and it'll self-regulate that way very easy because people will yeah. gamble there'll be enough people, gamble to put people money will in gamble and you know what people will win and people will lose you take one percent one percent goes a long way you'd be surprised you can make it even more if you want make it three percent very simple someone's winning someone makes a thousand bucks take three percent every time i do it there's a lot of people that gamble per state there's a lot of money that goes in every weekend make it accessible out of state bang everyone's gonna be, like it's just mind-blowing mind-blowing that you can't get it together here the fact that you can't do and the thing is like i know in new york they had to change again like for those that got the the underdog wording they they were like you have to change the wording on how you talk about these things because it's a part of regulations you can't say over and uh, higher and lower no over and under you can't say say that because we we were so used to it we we were good at it it's because that's a part of something else you can't say that the line is set because that's a part of certain vocabulary that is you have to say this is what it's been like they gave us like a heads up, this is what you have to say to get away with certain things with this state, with how you can get away with saying higher or lower. It's just a pick em. Very easy. The fact that that's how dumbed down it is, it's like my mind is blown by this. It's just, I've been here and for it, 10 years and nothing has changed by it. It's like insane. I, I It kills me. And I'm not like the biggest gambler in the world, but like I like regulations and formalities more than anyone. Get it together. It's not that hard. Oh, how do you, America's problem, one bet at a time. It's just one, like, it's oh, so man. bad. How do you, like, like, we can do DFS, right? And DraftKings can have its own site for gambling, but, like, there's no stopping that, but this one has. It's just, oh, this country sucks sometimes. Like, it just sucks. Like, my kids yeah, are born here. My kids are born here, so like I got to deal with it. But like, goddamn, like you can't even get gambling right in this country. It should be one of the easiest things. My country was built on it. <laughs> it's wild. Dan, try being a black woman in this country. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gambling well, the least. The that, least. That sounds like problems. more than more problems we can handle today. But at least I said one problem at a time. I'm, we can fill that. Next I'm, one. I'm looking at Lydia. That's a rant I'm waiting for. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. That is going to tee off one day. Probably, probably after this election, actually. I, but I got you a know. story. For, I got a story for you afterwards, Gladys. Don't worry, I got okay. one for you. But All you right. can't hang up straight away. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Teasing, teasing for the end. <laughs> Just like all those Amari Cooper receiving yard lines are gone. I have shit to do, man. Um, All right. Anyway. Anyway. So everyone but Kyle went. (laughs) Kyle. He's on his own island. Yeah. On an island all by yourself. And you took the two against each other thing. Yeah, I took the rivals. I'm going. Uh, the rivals. Yeah. So yeah. So to recap everything, uh, yeah, all, all three of the four of us took Browns as three and a half Cole's, underdogs Cole's, and Cole's, the lower. Cole's I did the exact hard. opposite. Cole's working hard tonight. He's working hard tonight. He's working hard. Talk right, but yeah. Um, so. so is it still supposed to rain there? Does anyone know? Like, 
I heard that the for the first half is supposed to be rainy and windy. In Cleveland, I, yeah, I, Cleveland. I have no idea. I have no, uh, no, but I know it was uh, the who went it this week? Who was who was who else in the NFC North was playing at home? Was it Pittsburgh? No, the they played in Philly. Well, Pennsylvania still right. I mean, the win there still pretty. Oh, Pittsburgh in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it is. No, I got that one right. Same thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good job, man. I'm sure the, <laughs> the wind. I'm sure the wind is there. Like, we're pretty bad. <laughs> I almost typed in Cleveland Browns to like an address thing, and I'm trying to find <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, Just, I had to like double take. I'm pretty sure Pittsburgh's in Pennsylvania. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, it's in Pennsylvania. It's so, it was the Battle of Pennsylvania. Is how see. Yeah. Looking at the hourly forecast, it doesn't look like it's supposed to rain until later. Actually. Damn it! So All the right. game will be over by then. Very good. Yeah. But to Dan's point, the game. wind. We're at 50, uh, what is it, 15 kilometers an hour? I don't know what that is in miles. I'm sorry. I'm in gusts 20 kilometers an hour. Kilometer, was it 2.2? No, that's miles. 2.2. Like 30 to 40 miles an hour. I don't know if that's strong winds or not. No one told me there'd be math. There's just numbers, that's all. Facebook user? Who is that? Who is that? I don't know. Well, uh, I guess it doesn't reveal. I was say, let's see, but uh... yeah. What up, Facebook user? Still your girl. I, I don't know who I'm talking to. It doesn't really matter anymore. Oh, Dan, on your show, that was me. I didn't know I was on Facebook. Oh yeah. You said yeah. I didn't know I was on Facebook, and it. Jay, oh, what hey, up? Jay. Miss you. Um, yeah, that was me, and I was doing another show. But I tuned on to yours, and I didn't know I was on Facebook when I tuned in. It and just I pops up, reply. and like, it's just this Facebook user, right? Like, I know. Right, you I know. I know. <laughs> Privacy things with Facebook, I think, is part of the... Is that what that is? I think so. I think it's part of their what privacy up, laws. We can't broadcast names or, or whatever. Uh, but yeah, uh, Jay, uh, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. We're here with the talk about the scary bangles, rawr, and the scary brown... Oh, my God. Did you just go rawr? Did you just the... go rawr with the hands? Yeah. Isn't that what Bengals do, Rar? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure what the Browns logo is, oh, but that, that yeah. could be scary then too. That, that was Kyle, that was good, Kyle. Kyle, Kyle struck the shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am going with the Bengals, right? So, uh, yeah. my judgment. <laughs> yeah, right colors, right? It's a Halloween game. Of course, they pick this game on Halloween. It's the most Halloween colors they could be. Uh, but uh, and you know, yeah. the Browns fans always dress up anyway, right? So they do. Uh, just it's a normal, normal. Browns game for them. Uh, but yeah, so to, just to recap all of our decisions again, three quarters of the the pod, including our absent co-host doc, are going with the Browns as three-point underdogs and lower. I'm doing the complete opposite, taking the Bengals as three-point favorite, favorites and the higher. Uh, in terms of our individual props, uh, three of us went with Bengals props. Uh, doc chose Kareem Hunt to go lower than 53.5 total yards, rushing and receiving combined. So he's going the lower there. Gladys is taking Michael, Mike, not Michael, Mike Thomas, the big distinction there. Mike Thomas with two receptions higher than two. Uh, Dan is taking T Higgins higher than five and a half receptions. And I'm going another reception prop with Boyd. The verses though, one and a half reception, minus one and a half receptions against Donovan Peoples Jones. So I need Boyd to get two more catches than DPJ. Done and done. And remember, there's like, what, nine, one, two, three, four, six teams on a bye next week, people. Plan accordingly. Including the Browns? No. Yes. The Browns, the Cowboys, the Broncos, the Giants, the Steelers, and the 49ers. Like, three of them are, you don't care. Denver, (laughs) no one cares. I I know Keeley didn't like this trade so much, but in a salary cap contract league, I traded away Christian McCaffrey to get Derrick Henry in a third. And there's an extra year on McCaffrey's contract, but I almost think that's the amount is so impeding that I actually would prefer to just save all that space. So I almost view it as a positive that it's a one year contract, but obviously my opponent that I traded with viewed it as okay, the advantage of getting the, the extra year. So I was able to get Henry in a third. And my thinking is I've missed Henry's bye week, so I'm kind of buying my way out of having to go through a bye week with the two running backs and then I get an extra third on it. So that was my thinking there. Wait. How did you miss Henry's bye week? It's this. It's next week. It's this week. No, I thought the Titans already had their bye. Oh, did they? 
Yeah, oh, they yeah. Yeah, they had it. How? <laughs> yeah, they did. You're right. Sorry. I, I, I know Nick. I've been trying. I was to make... thinking Nick Chubb when you said Henry for some reason. Well, yeah, both amazing it. running backs, right? Uh, but I've been trying to do that in why. different leagues. Like I, in one league where I had Patrick Mahomes tried to, I gave, I offered Mahomes in the second to get Josh Allen to skip the bye week, but I think they saw right through that. They're like, no, no, <laughs> no. Rather, rather uh, keep Allen. So, like I've been trying to do that in a couple of leagues. Can I, you know, buy my way out of a bye week just by by trading for players after they've had their bye week? Or trading away players after they've had their bye week or before they've had their you know, the opposite. Trading for players after they've had their bye week, so I don't have to miss it, but trading away players before their bye week or during their bye Kyle, week. Kyle, you I this is why I only play redraft, because I don't have to think that hard. You know what I'm saying? I just think are they gonna Well, I might try and do trades like that in redraft too, to be honest. Oh my god. Uh no. I like like ah, like I tried to get you guys the help and none of you helped me, whatever, on the trade for Devontae Adams. Guys suck. Yeah. So what? All what three of you. did you? All were you getting Mixon or getting Adams? I have Adams. They all okay. wanted. They all want Adams. Now they don't, but they did <laughs> before this week. But yeah. So yeah. No, I was getting. She took Mixon off the. She said Mixon, and then she was like, "No, I don't want to trade Mixon, but you can have Alvin Kamara." But at the time, Alvin Kamara hadn't had a touchdown, and there were rumors that so I didn't do the Kamara, and I'm still glad I didn't do it. Devontae was just sick this week and had like one reception. So it's okay. But yeah, thanks guys. Thanks all three of you. B league, Kyle doc for the help that you didn't give me. I suck. I was like saying really bad things about you guys the whole day. I hope you know that. Yeah. Can't be worse than Adam's performance, right? No, Maybe. it was, it was, yeah. you guys oh have I'm no so idea. We let you down. You, you did, but it's okay. No, it's not okay. But whatever let's go watch the game <laughs> yeah i guess we, we get out of here uh game will be starting soon so again our sponsors are underdog and no house advantage if you want to sign up for either website use the promo code gf2 also join the discord going for two.com slash discord sign up uh there's tons of great channels talk about fantasy and all sorts of other stuff constantly so great discussions going on, on discord follow along on twitter at going for two live or you know for the main website at going for underscore two. JP Teller. Two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, of course, everything on goingfor2.com, whether it's DFS, Redraft, Dynasty, tons of different sports, NBA, NHL, NFL, of course. Future shows. CFL, DFS. Give me some future shows. What future shows we got? What future shows we got? Come on. All right. On, well, on Monday, oh, we've got this show. So, of course, if you're tuning in, you know that. Keep tuning in every week. We'll be back next week. But uh, Tuesdays, we've got Speak On It. The Fantasy Cheat Sheet. Wednesday's the Armchair Fantasy Show. Thursday night's the Dynasty Gambit. Friday is the B-League slash this week Yeti's Pick'ems. Uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, the Armchair DFS Show. Saturday's it's Dynasty Saturday night. And the IDP Show, Cover Zero. And then Sunday morning's the Sunday morning pregame show. And guess what? Then you're back to Monday and you come back here and we can talk all about all those shows again at the end of the show. Promo <laughs> King right there. Yeah. That's how you do it. There you go. Uh, we have promo well, king and promo pimp. What more could you want? <laughs> speak, just listen to speak on it tomorrow. It's, it's amazing. It is yeah, amazing, you guys. It's too much. I have yeah. to explain. I listen to that. I drive my daughter to school at like six o'clock Wednesday morning. I have to explain things to her, like what it is to put someone in a trunk. So <laughs> what does that mean, Daddy? Why is he putting him uh, in a trunk? Don't worry, darling. <laughs> Because once they're in the truck, they don't have to worry about anything. Okay, put him in the trunk. <laughs> Not capable of He's going to put him in a trunk. Oh, no. <laughs> Why did he say that? I don't remember oh. what the context was for that. But, uh, don't matter. Don't matter. I, probably they were complaining about, I think D, uh, D might have been complaining about the Lakers. Who knows? <laughs> probably. They're trunk bottom in the NBA. But that we're, we're mm. not an NBA show. But again, get, yeah, as Dan said, get all that, all that on Speak on it. And you can follow again everything on, on Twitter. Follow your co-hosts individually on Twitter. Uh, we mentioned Doc, uh, Dr. James Freddy, author of the great book, Injury Suck, but your fantasy team doesn't have to. He's on Twitter at TFS Doc. That stands for The Fantasy Sports Doc. Uh, Dan's at The B-League Says. Gladys is at Gladys L. Tyler. I'm at Senra Says. And as always, this was the two-point conversion Monday night pregame show. On behalf of Gladys and Dan, again, I'm Kyle Senra saying bye for now. Bye, y'all.